consummate athletes seeks health, community, and adventure through movement. And here on the podcast, longtime endurance coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford and author and cycling coach Molly Herford are helping you lead your best active, adventurous life. Every week, we talk with professional athletes, health and fitness experts, and of course, real-life consummate athletes. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. Peter, how's it going? It's good. We're uh, closing in on the end of 2020 here, so that's exciting in many ways, I guess. Yes, uh, it feels like the the whole world feels like it wants to like breathe an exhale of relief in 2021. Although, you know, January 1st is sort of just another day. It is just another day. It's one of the greatest days, uh, I do like to say. But uh... <laughs> Peter was the New Year's baby. Yeah, but that's okay. No one wished me happy birthday. I don't like it. That said. <laughs> Yeah, I think this year, you know, we just did our highlight post last week, uh, which was very well receptive. So thank you for all the feedback on that. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to it again and just sort of reliving a few of those episodes. But then I thought of five more I would have put in and that I really liked as well. I know, man. 2020 was a banner year for podcast guests. Like it has to be said. I guess so. Yeah, not even our show, right? But just I guess it was a convenient medium for a lot of people to get into. And so, yes, hopefully uh, some of those some of those were our episodes that you enjoyed this year. Uh, and then we also just did a, a roundup of the top articles, and those are judged by you and your views on the consummateathlete.com. Plus, I admit I snuck a couple of my personal favorites in there. Okay, so you f- screwed up the algorithm. I did screw up the algorithm. There's but... no algorithm. I guess I guess it's really just a sum. But... but look, I love a good gear organization. So I actually, it was really fun rereading a lot of the articles we wrote in 2020, because honestly, like going back and rereading them, I sometimes you like get a lot out of them right at least it's a good reminder for me anyway well i think you do a good job of writing things that are interesting to you and sort of putting that love and energy into it oh thanks dear mm-hmm. okay so this today you know we we try and do some sort of you really like the new year's resolutions type uh articles you write the the banner you're now the the returning what would you be I think the, it's, yeah, like, the closer i guess or the opener for canadian cycling magazines yeah like yearly. five five time new year resolution post writer and you know what though i'm gonna say i have never once written the same article about new year's resolutions because i do think like goal setting there are so many different ways to look at it and go about doing it and there's different ways that you know work for some people but don't work for other people uh, you know, some people like the the bigger, more sweeping resolution. So, you know, I have my like one word resolution that I really enjoy doing myself every year. Um, but then, you know, there's plenty of people who really kind of benefit from the the micro resolutions that are, you know, much, much smaller, very specific. Uh, you know, some people like making resolutions that are kind of almost Im- like big, scary, almost impossible to attain things. Some people like ones that they know they can totally hit. Uh, you know, this year I talked about uh, in Canadian cycling intentions versus resolutions. So instead of setting really specific resolutions, kind of setting a little bit more of like a general focus kind of thing, just given that we don't really know exactly what the next year is going to hold. Yeah. And I keep coming back to this idea that we, we never really know what the future is going to hold. Right. So it's it's one of those things where we we go in, we set sort of those fuzzy fuzzy future goals you know those point uh, b we like to call them but I, I like that idea of the fuzzy future right it's sort of what is that rough you know day-to-day experience that rough person i want to be that rough goal that rough race 
And, and what would that person do, right? I think that's always the important question as we come back. And we'll, we'll hash this out here as we go through this goal setting episode is this idea of what would that person do, right? Or, or I want to become the type of person who achieves that type of goal, right? Uh, a lot of people, you know, it's a certain race or a hundred mile or this or a certain body composition even, right? If we're thinking about more weight loss. And the question always comes back to like day to day, what do you think that that person's life would look like if they were set up to achieve those goals, right? Like, you know, your Tour de France cyclists, you can guess what they're doing most days for most of the day, right? They're they're out pedaling a bicycle up mountains. Yes, exactly. So, so much of the, the like long-term goals that we're setting for ourselves or like the race goals or whatever goal, it's going to come back to the daily habits. So you're kind of trying to reverse engineer your goals. Um, so actually, I guess that kind of leads to to my sort of number one point as far as as you know as you're making resolutions and goals for this year you know your your goal race might not happen or it might be postponed or any of those things could happen but you know it's it's still worth setting a race goal if you have if if that's a thing that you want to do but what we're kind of encouraging people to do is back up and think about the daily habits that will get you to that race goal so instead of your goal being i want to complete xyz race in 15 hours uh you know maybe that that goal is instead i want to you know do my scheduled rides six days out of the week and you know actually foam roll every single night Mm -hmm. so you're setting the more daily specific goals and then you know your your big goal will take care of itself if you're actually doing those daily actions. That's the idea, right? Like you, I'm fond of the phrase, you know, make your everyday stance your battle stance, right? I love that's, that. And that's uh, I heard that first through Kelly Sturet of the Ready State, so definitely check them out. He's got lots of great content as well, uh, and a great mobility app that is related to foam rolling, as you say, is part of the the idea that you're you know doing the things the athlete would do, right? Exactly. And I mean, on that note, I I do have to plug our own book. We just came out with Becoming a Consummate Athlete. And, you know, in that book, most of the book is these daily habits. It's these small things that you can be doing every day or every week that will, you know, get you to your athletic goals. Yeah. And a lot of that was because, you know, it's, we could have certainly written a training manual and maybe someday, you know, I'll take some stuff out of my head and put it on a page. But, um, right now I'm, I think I'm, I, I laugh that I'm often more confused about what's going on as far as all this, this training information and, and sort of continuing to learn. So we'll hold off on that one. But the biggest thing that I found and we found with clients is that it, it's often these other things, right. And even with ourselves that, it's this daily, you know, did you get to bed on time? Did you eat your vegetables and your protein? Did you, you know, take care of your bike? Is your bike broken? You know, are you not able to go out and train? You know, are you motivated? You know, are you okay with some of this goal setting stuff? Like are the goals actually moving you forward? Right. Um, and this is the stuff that's, you know, the little things, it's not the thing, but they're the little things that usually add up to success, you know, a yes, no on race day. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. I laughed at myself yesterday because I, it, as part of my training for the day, I had get your bike ready to ride because, you know, I actually want to be able to get out on it. And it was not really in a state that that would have been a thing. So that was part of my training. And, you know, I finished my run and was not really feeling super motivated to do it. But I was like, nope, now is the time to do bike maintenance because I realized this is very important. I knew I was going to get very greasy trying to get my chain all organized and everything. So I knew I needed to do it before I showered because once I showered, I was going to have the excuse of I don't want to get dirty before I finished it. So the yeah. maintenance the maintenance matters. I think that's great. Yeah. And, and so why don't we get, do you want to go into uh, 
more of like the journaling stuff now or do you want to talk you know through maybe the point a point b a little deeper well let's start with point a point b because you know this is this is the week to do it right um everyone sort of has a point b in mind or most people have a point b in mind you kind of know where you want to end up whether it's a big race goal or body composition goal or just kind of that general fuzzy fuzzy future view of the person you want to be right um but pretty rarely do people actually stop and take like a legitimate stock of their point a which is like where you are now and so that's a big thing we talk about in becoming a consummate athlete sort of this idea of okay let's let's pause and let's just sort of run through where we're at and it you know this is the highs and the lows this is the stuff that's working for you and it's the stuff that you know is either not working for you or just you know is i want to say in the way but that's a negative <laughs> i'm trying to think of like a positive way to say in the way um but you know in the book i talk about like for example you know if you have small kids at home or a small dog who needs to be walked a lot that is kind of that's potentially going to get in the way of you doing big volume weeks right it's not a bad thing it's actually a great thing but it is you know changing your goalposts a little bit well, I think that's part of it, right? The point A, you know, it could be something like body weight, which is not as fun to talk about, right? But we do want to look at what are the biggest barriers, right? That's sometimes a question that I'll start with, you know, because that's that's the heart of the issue, right? Why are you not moving towards the goal? Why did you not have success with that goal? Or, you know, what is stopping you from being better, faster, you know, whatever direction you're trying to push the, the ship, what is that barrier, right? And, and that can often be a telling thing. And then you can start brainstorming solutions. That could be with a coach. It could be with a friend, with a spouse. You know, what are some solutions to this dog walking barrier, right? Yeah. What I'm are like, some solutions to eating poorly at home or eating out too often? And you've seen some clients have great success with like, you know, they thought of one of the barriers is just like, oh, my spouse makes dinner every night. And it's always something that's like kind of unhealthy. And you've had great success, like where it's, you know, really just took a conversation of like, hey, I want to eat better. And then both of them actually started, you know, focusing on adding healthier elements to the meal. Well, and that's just it, right? Like it's it's sort of like that. It's all these little things where it, it's not the thing, right? Like it's it wasn't actually the food prep or, you know, knowing how to cook, right? It's actually like a, you know, potentially you know, a little, a little uncomfortable conversation, right? And that's often the way with things is it's an uncomfortable conversation uh, that needs to be had and, and how that gets resolved is sort of depending on relationships and, and what's going on, right? But that's the thing is it's not always going to be painless to move towards these these goals, these things that we want, right? And And that's why it's important to have the point B of, you know, what do I want my day-to-day to look like or what do I want my fitness to look like, right? Yeah, I think you've been asking a really good question lately, which is the, what are you willing to give up? And, you know, sometimes you might realize that you're not willing to give up something that's going to, you know, either get you to point B faster or, you know, get you to point B at all. And maybe that means we need to reconfigure what point B even looks like. Because, I mean, how how much of a bummer is it if you're not willing to give the thing up, but you keep that point B on there and you are pretty aware that you're never actually going to make it there? Yeah, and I think that's why I asked the question of, I try and get, the client or, or myself, if I'm doing this to myself, I guess it's more effective if you're someone else is asking you. Um, but you know, what would the day look like? You know, once you achieve the goal, what does it look like? Right. And, and the sort of trick with that is that, you know, what do you think, again, a tour de France cyclist is doing, right? Like it, it's, 
you might not want to be on your bike for six. It sounds really nice right now. You know, if you're sitting in front of a computer zooming for six hours a day, you're like, I'd love to ride my bike for six hours a day. But I, I always say there's sort of that like seven days. Usually we used to see this on training camps when people would come down for like a week or, or longer, right? They'd be full gas. All you guys, you pros, you don't know what you're doing. And then, you know, week two comes and it's like, oh, I have saddle sores and my body's sore and I'm so exhausted. I can't walk upstairs. And, you know, you, uh, they go too hard in the first week. So then they can't really ride much in the second week and they're sick. So it's, you know, it gets old, right? Like everything gets old if you do it for six hours. Right? So in the same way, you know, what does the person with the body composition that I want, what does their, you know, what do their plate look like? It might look like vegetables and, you know, some protein and, you know, maybe not a lot of treats, right? And that's, Aww. so what we're trying to do with this idea of like, what would your day look like? Because that's probably something you could start pretty soon, you know, regardless of where your body comp or you're faking it faking it till you're making it yeah i actually wrote an article we'll have to link to about uh find like the best version of you and we all have this vision of like what the best version of us is and it's always this like distant thing but if you actually break it down often it's a lot of daily things that you could totally do right now so yeah and i have to mention this quote from coach clance who trains nfl football players you know nhl hockey players yeah yeah and so he says everyone wants to train like a monster until they find out what monsters do so the idea that we all want to look like NFL players and you know be that that maybe you do be that powerful, but there's a lot of work ethic. When I was there, they were training three hours a day, doing Olympic lifts, lifting twice my body weight probably over their head, and and then also going to the game. Right, all the training was it's not even the thing for them. It's that's just getting ready for the actual performance they have to do, which you know is a whole other level that most sports, most athletes don't even have to deal with is the level of performance, you know, show up every Sunday, every Monday. And that's not even talking about like the sports psych, the nutrition, the like actual practice, the hours spent watching video of games. For sure. For sure. So the idea that sometimes the goal we want is maybe more than we actually want day to day. Right. And I think that's for adult athletes, like all of us, you know, we, we do want to think about what do we want that day-to-day to look like? What are the, you know, the peak moments we want in the year for sure. But what are those, those just day-to-day almost boring in some ways, you know, but how do we want our day to change and how will that goal, that point be inform that, that fuzzy future, right? Again, the, the goal isn't so important. It's that, you know, what we want to become the person who would achieve a goal like that. So it's sort of, I like it because it takes, I want to be the person who could be top five at nationals in mountain bike. But if I don't get it, I could be a pretty good mountain biker. Yeah, exactly. And when I look back on 2020 and I ask the question, another one we really like is, what were the peak, your top five, make a top five list. Everyone likes top five lists this time of year. What were your top five moments? What did you really enjoy this year? Right. And we've talked a bit about this, I think, in the last episode, maybe. But just like what were, what do you, you asked me, I think at the beginning of the last episode, right? The what, what were, what was your most, your favorite moment this year. I bet you it's not, it's probably not standing on a podium for most of us this year, I guess, but definitely not, but ever, right. If I think about it's not that there's some race moments, some parts in races, but it's not like this year it was, you know, going on a group ride with friends is, you know, this year was valued those moments for sure. Anytime you could actually ride with someone. Um, Yeah, for sure. And different adventures, you know, I, I tend to get lost in, you know, jungle grass that's ripping my skin apart and hiking up a mountain and Yes, it's my favorite part about being married to you. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think that's how do you position so that you can do that more and longer and for a bunch more years, right? That's how I think about my training is, you know, how can I keep doing this for another 10, 20, 30 years? 
Yeah, exactly. So I think this kind of leads into how to actually set the goal. So if we have the point A and we have the point B and we've thought through sort of what this daily situation looks like, what the like optimal daily way to get to point B is, I really think people should be setting the goals more thinking about setting the goal about the daily habits and for a couple of reasons like one you know okay so say your goal is body composition and you know that one one thing that someone who has optimal body composition does is they meal prep every week because that way they ensure they're eating healthy lunches and dinners and breakfasts and everything uh so you know your goal isn't necessarily to achieve the body composition your goal is to meal prep every sunday so that's much more specific it's much more actionable like it it actually is an action step versus just get to xyz body composition which is just kind of this you know this random thing that you're not magically going to be able to do Um, yeah and this is the the middle right this is the present you know we're all in the now if you want to think about it that way and and that's the only thing you can control right you can't control the past you can't control what happened on you know thanksgiving you can't control what happened on christmas you can't certainly control what happens in july at the big race yeah Um, exactly so really setting these like present focused goals i guess is a really good way to think about it and i love that you can come back to them so if you sort of accidentally go a little you know off the rails for a few weeks for whatever reason or you know even a few days it's easier to get back on track to a daily goal because it doesn't feel like all is lost right like if i didn't do my core in the morning today i can just do it tomorrow and get back on that track for sure. I think it's additive, right? And I think the idea that we can come at this with is we have the point B. Well, let's stick with this body composition. We can do a more performance one. But a lot of endurance athletes who then also have body comp goals, right? This idea of taking Sunday and not riding. This isn't long ride day anymore. This is, you know, plan the week, you know, prep or shop for the week and then prep for this week. You know, this is taken from one of Dan John's books. So I'll say that right now. Um, but it's not rocket science, right? He'll, he'll be the first one to tell you that it's, you know, that's the most important thing if we're thinking body composition is having those whole foods at home and ready to cook and might be learning to cook. That might be your workout for Sunday, you know, actually look at a recipe, you know, or, or try and, you know, figure out yours and pre-cook it could be, right? But that's the most important thing, right? And so thinking what would that person do to do achieve this goal, right? And, and going at that. Right. And that this could be lots of different things. Yeah, exactly. So I really like that sort of methodology for for setting goals. And I mean, it's not that dissimilar than even what I was talking about with Canadian Cycling about intentions versus resolutions to kind of come back to that. Um, it's just a, like intentions are sort of a bit of a, a kinder way to look at resolutions. And I think the kinder way to look at a body composition goal is to say, I want to eat healthy, nourishing food every day that actually like gives my body what it needs and helps me reach these yeah which is good yeah and then you can attach like an action to that i think i you know i often would i I used to use intentions sort of as we gathered for group rides in a camp environment and i'd say like what is our intention for today and by that i meant just like you know what is the you know today i'm going to do some some intervals on a climb and so that idea of having the intentions to do that especially in a group environment it's always you know or or, you know whatever the goal is right I, i want to get through this with eating throughout the ride and some of the barriers to that is you know it's uncomfortable to eat in front of other people it's you know i don't want i maybe don't look cool while i am doing my intervals or you know i don't want to be judged you know i don't want to have to measure against other people while doing my intervals and show that i'm doing hard work but i'm not as fast as other people so there's some of this when you start setting intentions you can start seeing where the barriers are and work to overcome them right prepare mentally to overcome them right and that's i think a lot of this is 
you know, preparing yourself mentally. And it is, it's a practice week to week, day to day where, you know, you can journal on this, you can reflect on this, but you know, this week, what, how did it go on Monday? You know, the meals went really good and then maybe it fell apart a bit on, you know, whatever Thursday you went out for drinks. Well, that's okay. That's one day. That's maybe one meal. But the, the trick is to get back and be more consistent the next week. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the, the other one thing I wanted to kind of mention about goal setting is it's really tempting at this time of year to kind of have like this siloed approach to goal setting where you have your athletic goals, your work goals, your family goals, etc. And I think sometimes it's really easy to kind of get where you have like all of these different goals in different areas that aren't necessarily gonna work well together like you have your your optimal day for you as an athlete is not your optimal day for you as the guy trying to score the promotion or the guy who's promised to be more present for his children um right and that's that's where we at least on the goal setting that we use with our like endurance clients like it always asks like what are your sort of priorities in life right now or roles is another way to look at that like are you a parent you know that's a big one you know are you a executive you know are you a teacher you know, there's a lot of things that, and you probably have goals attached to all these, right? Like you want your kids to get through elementary school. You want them to be safe while they're doing their homeschooling this year. Uh, you know, at work, there's going to be objectives, right? Yeah. So we want to observe that and then check that, you know, there isn't, you know, a conflict. Yeah. And it's not to say you can't achieve your athletic goals with all of these things. It just might be, you know, okay, the, the volume that you're hoping to do as an endurance athlete is just not going to happen. And we can, you know, you can reconfigure that. You can do other things that will get you fit. Yeah. But it just might not be that you're going to get to get out for 20 hours a week. And we might have touched on this in some of the periodization uh, and planning podcasts we've done this year. Uh, But certainly that's the idea is, you know, a teacher maybe June and report card season isn't the time to like plan their big build or their big race. But we know teachers in, you know, July, August probably can do some pretty awesome things, right? Like that's the advantage of being a teacher, stereotypically at least. I'm sure some teachers do lots of things all summer, but stereotypically, and given the clients I have, you know, they can be quite fit come late July, August because they have more free time. Yeah. And actually, so in our in our book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, we have in our goal setting section, uh, sort of a yearly plan. And we really recommend going through sort of looking at your 2021 in this case, month by month and thinking through like, what are the big things you have, whether it's an, you know, anniversary vacation or a big presentation at work or like a work conference, you know, is coming up or your goal race mm-hmm. or, you know, your your B race or whatever. Just kind of like putting all of that together because you might realize that like, oh, right. I was trying to plan a family vacation right ahead of Leadville. Which is and the that's... stereotypical one. Um, yeah, it's just like a race, but then family vacation with no bikes allowed for like the two to three weeks before the race, right? And it's just, you know, if we're thinking about, again, they're little things. This seems like a nothing thing probably to some people, you know, but it's, that is, if you want to get, you know, it doesn't matter what you do really beforehand, right? Like you just simply in scheduling, you've, you've, you know, so to speak, it sounds drier, but you've lost the race, right? Like it's going to be very hard. Well, if your goal was to win the race, then certainly, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you could set the thing as like, I'm going to do Leadville despite being on vacation. And, you know, there's ways you can, you know, mitigate that, but it's not, no one would plan to go into something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think we do that, you know, and it comes to terms with these conversations, right? Talking to our spouses and families and work about, you know, when can we get vacation? You know, can I get a week off work ahead? This is the working person's peak, you know, before a race. Can I get that week off ahead of the race just so I can sleep and live the pro athlete life for that week we talked about peak for the race and then you're done right 
So I think that's that's it, right? Is this idea of scheduling and planning is so important to goal setting. And that's all goal setting is, is we could call this periodization, right? There's a, a day we want to be showing up and be fit and ready and motivated and happy and healthy. And then can we plan backwards to try and do our best to arrive there, right? And, and this is this is the idea of periodization, planning, training, is you're, mm-hmm. you're working towards something in the future by putting together these little chunks of, you know, rides, days, weeks, months. Yeah, exactly. And so once we have, once we have our goals set, um, a big chunk of what we, we've talked about in the book and, you know, what we talk about on the, the website and Peter talks about to his coaching clients is the idea of actually figuring out a way to keep track of everything. So that's your, your recording and your journaling. Um, so I'm, I'm not a data person. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that as Peter, I was actually pretty jealous as Peter was going through a lot of his data for the last few years. I realized I have no data for the last few. I, that's a lie. But like I, since Garmin went down in the summer, I have not hooked it back up. Yeah. (laughs) For like some sense of like where I'm at with data. So if anyone follows me on Strava, that's why, um, I just have very little interest in that, but I have an Excel sheet that has my training listed and I log it every day and I, you know, talk, like write a couple comments about how it felt and how I'm doing and mm-hmm. any injury notes and stuff like that. So you log like time and distance or something? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really getting at point A, right? And we said we'd talk more about endurance stuff versus body comp stuff. Um, and, and that's really the idea of of where you are now versus, you know, we'll use that tour de France example. I want to ride six hours a day for 21 days in July. And, you know, right now, okay, I'm averaging an hour a day, right? Or, or whatever the metric is, you know, you can choose. It can be time, it can be distance, it could be elevation. Uh, it could be rides in the number of weeks or rides per week. And we just build from there, right? So it isn't that you're going to go straight to six, but that that's then your plan, right? Is progressing from here to there over time, gradually. What's the first little step you can take? You know, right now, if it's, you know, I'm not riding at all. You know, I was talking to a client this morning. It's He's like, oh, what workout should I do? Well, it doesn't really matter because you're not doing one right now, right? We just need to get you pedaling again. Now it's January, it's December. It's It's not so important. We just need to start. Yeah, exactly. So start putting it and then, okay, well, this week you did two rides and this is what they looked like. Could we progress the time? Could we progress the the intervals? Could we do something a little different as we progress? Right? But all of that's really hard to plan if you don't have a record of some type of, of what you've been doing. Well, in that case, it would be, well, I looked back and you're not pedaling a bicycle at all, right? And I don't think this is uncommon, right? As you know, we've maybe fallen off in the, this, the fall, so to speak. And that's fine, right? That happens. That's the ebb and flow of things. But you, you get started again, right? Yeah. But I think, you know, my, my point here is really just like figure out how you're going to keep track of everything and like what, you, what your system is for it. So it yeah. might be the auto upload from the computer. I don't really find that to be that helpful for me. So I've, you know, gone with the spreadsheet i've like tried other things i also keep like a daily gratitude journal and like a quick just like couple sure couple sentences about what my day is going to look like yeah i guess this is the what gets measured gets managed idea right yeah i mean i think you're right that that's a lot of times people will fall off because there's not that reflection or accountability or intention really right yeah so at the end of the week like what do you and this is what i often try and pull clients in you know i use this training peaks environment but that's a lot of lifestyle people are people who aren't super serious about training and it, it doesn't even matter, right? But they maybe use a Google calendar or they use a notes app or they use Evernote or they use, you know, what else? Paper and pen journal, 
right? And these are ways that, you know, we're talking. So, I mean, they can send me a picture of their journal log, you know, and they just put the days of the week, what they did, you know, maybe something about eat or sleep or feeling. They send a picture, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's lots of ways to get around that. But I think thinking about how you can keep track of that progress so that you can start progressing, right? You know, where am I today? You know, and then do a little better next week. Yeah, I've actually been... I, I didn't tell you about this yet, but I, I've been actually trying to figure out for 2021 for me, sort of a new recording metric. And I think what I'm going to try to do is actually like gamify it a little bit and kind of go, I was, you know, talking a little bit about wanting to like up level some stuff. And then I was like, up level video games. Now, granted, I don't play video games, so I might be explaining this really poorly for someone who's into video games. But I'm actually kind of thinking about trying to figure out a point system for 2021 for me. So, you know, for that might be like a point for every mile run, but then like five points for like a rest day, uh, you know, five points if I do my core every morning for the week. Um, so it sounds like if I just take rest days a lot, then. Oh, yeah. Gamify. Well, I'm going to have, yeah, I got to figure out ways to like not have like cheater codes in there or anything. Maybe but... there's like a, you can't have two in a row or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's got to be, this, this is going to get really extreme. No, but just that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and for me, sort of shifting that into like every part of my life. So, you know, two points for every pitch that I send a magazine or something like that. Right. Um, and I don't know. I really like that idea. I think for me, that's just nerdy enough to kind of excite me and get me like, yeah, stoked on doing some stuff. See how many points I can tally up. I'm going to have to like figure out a reward system or something for the or like uh, uh, what is it like when you level up and now you're like a wizard or now you're like the grand wizard or something. I'm gonna I see. Figure out yeah, my... I mean, I, I'm sure there's different apps that there people might be aware of. I know Garmin does like a, a circle that you have to close for like your activity or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's like steps and activity and something else. Yeah, mine is much more Dungeons and Dragons, like old school notebook. Like, mm. yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's certainly where is that carrot and, uh, you know, how are you going to motivate it is, is part of it. Right. And we're hoping that these goals, you know, the idea of July coming at some point is a little scary and is going to motivate that day to day. But then we're also big believers, too, that like we're trying to find you know, enough, something that's going to be a little painful to get, you know, it's hard as you get going with training, you know, and right now I'm trying to push up and get into the threes and fours and it's cold outside and it's, you know, it's tough, right? It's a long time to be out, but it's also enjoyable, right? And I try and, you know, for me, exploration is a big part of it. So I find if, if it, most rides have some element of this exploring and navigation and stuff, then I, I get the work done, right? And for you, it might be different, right? As someone it might be, a, you, you're you big with TV shows and you watch TV show while you're on the treadmill, which is painful, but you got to keep your quality going, right? On the run. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, available on Amazon Prime, just, just so everybody knows. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's trying to tie in enough things that you like and, and pair them with that day-to-day. Also knowing that like you're going to enjoy if it's smashing your friends in the group ride or, you know, performing, finishing the race you want to do or the ride you want to do every weekend come the summer or, or, you know, big runs, you know, this is what we're, we're trying to improve and, and progress towards. Right. And the thing is you can start now. Right. And I think that's our thing is this, this daily motivation or discipline, right. Is this idea of, of just every day is taking a little step. Right. And for you, you mentioned the bike maintenance check mark, right. My one client, it was getting, finding the shoes for the spin bike. That was the thing this morning, right? And it's, it's a barrier, right? Another client, it's that Sunday food prep, 
you know, if they get the groceries in the house and the snacks for the lunch and stuff, whole week seems to go really well, right? But if that Sunday discipline doesn't happen, right, if it's not scheduled, right? And I think taking from what I found, you you mentioned just here, I'm going back to priorities and the relevance of that. But for me, I you know, we're pretty busy with work and family stuff. And then we have, you know, I want to keep training, you know, above my head here, right? And so there's a bit of a scheduling thing. And I found this last month, actually putting my train this is something i tell people all the time all the executives i work with you know to block off their schedule you know when are you going to train in the day plan it out ahead of time and i never really did it right i'm not a businessman i you know we're on our own here but if i block it out then calls can't get planned and it becomes routine and it's just like i know that's my window and i I try and enforce that i'm not training outside of that window and it's been, I've trained more in this last month, I think. And I think a lot of it is just opening up my Google calendar, which is how I schedule my day anyhow. And and just, this is what I'm doing. I've blocked off that time for that part of that priority, that goal. Yeah. And I think that's especially important right now where, you know, we're still dealing with working from home and lockdowns and, you know, not traveling to do the, you know, two week camp that maybe you got to do in years past Mm -hmm. where you'd have that time. Like, I think it's more important than ever to block your schedule if you're, you know, in kind of that weird circumstance of working from home and stuff like that. Because I know, like, I mean, from years of working from home, it's real easy when you're at home to skip your training because you're oh laundry ah vacuuming ah, yeah know. and i would say we have that and i've certainly seen that with clients too especially with kids at home and you know for sure there's a whole level of you know <laughs> whiteboard multi-calendar arranging but if it gets arranged right and everyone understands okay this is when you're going to work out and this is when i'm going to work out this is when the kids have to get you know outside and do something and this is when homework needs to help and this is when dinner is going to get made right it's mm-hmm. you people are amazing out there but that's that's what it takes right and it's, it's a little effort on the front end that lets everything else just hopefully flow right not that there won't be disruptions and renegotiations and so forth um but that's i think an important piece right is just what are the things that have to get done when are they going to get done and, and scheduling it right and that helps so much i've seen that so many times that that's i think that's really the idea of the messy middle is to try and organize that for the now knowing that it's going to go sideways and chaotic and get renegotiated for sure okay what else is there anything else here as far as we get through this this goal setting idea i mean i think those are sort of my my big rocks break it down into daily actions figure out how you're going to keep track of it and that's that's kind of the the main points here yeah and i think knowing that you have you have time right you know unless your goal is swift championships like this week you know, good luck. You have no time. Yeah. Rest. Maybe you need to take that off day and get ready. Get your, Five ge- get your gear ready. You know, again, what are the little things? But I think, you know, when I, I always say July, you know, and I always use mountain bike national just as an arbitrary one, but that is usually sort of something for me, but it could be August. You know, every race happens on August 10th, basically in the hundred mile world. Um, you know, and there's those May ones, you still have time. You have lots of time, right? So what I see when I'm talking to clients around this time of year is it's like zero to a thousand, right? Like they need totally. to be doing a hundred miles today right? And they need to be at that body weight today. And so we're trying to just step back, put that in the fuzzy future, and then let's deal with this this messy messy middle, deal with the now. What is the little steps? What are the little steps this week? What are the barriers? What can we do right now, right? And just deal with those little steps. And it's completely awesome if you do a good job on breakfast this week. It's completely awesome if you get 
if you think you can do an hour a day of training, let's do 10, let's do 20, right? And then you have... Minutes, not hours. Yes, sorry. You need to use units. That's important. I always struggle there. But that's the idea, right? Start a little slower. Get those check marks. Get that successful week. And then let's just add a tiny bit and a tiny bit and a t- and then take a rest and then a tiny bit and then a tiny bit, right? And that's that's really the idea. And you could plan, you know, you can plan in these little blocks and little pushes and hustles and challenge weeks. You know, everyone's doing holiday. What is this? Festive 500 right now. Um, but then back into the grind, right? Little bit, little bit, little bit. Yes, for sure. And it won't be Instagrammable, right? We, just, we, Sorry. Call, these, we call these not unremarkable, right? Lots of unremarkable workouts can lead to one remarkable result well and that's the reality right there it's a <laughs> the tour de france cyclist has a lot of minutes accumulated that are not overly impressive mm-hmm. yep so that's it so what we'd love to hear is you know if you found this helpful if there's follow-up questions if you have in you know what we always love is case studies right if you have something you know this is my challenge you know yeah. this is my barrier this is the goal i want to do even if you if it's interesting just to hear more specific like endurance you know how would you progress to a hundred miler in august given this context we'd love to talk through those case studies so feel free to hit us up on instagram yes or over at consummateathlete.com where we'll have all the show notes and you know a ton of different daily habits and stuff like that that if you're kind of thinking through this what does the day look like uh, you can get some ideas over there for the habits to add in mm-hmm. so thank you and we are wishing you all a very happy and healthy new year take care and we'll see you soon Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us bring on, you know, great new guests. And yeah, we'd also love to hear from you. You can find us on the interwebs um, at consummateathlete.com, at consummateathlete on Instagram. uh, And I am at Molly J. Herford on Instagram and Twitter. And Peter is at Peter Glassford. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week.